0: Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. welcome to the rpg show this is episode five this is the show where we rate review and play awesome games actually yeah uh to the new listeners out there no it's not just me by myself i've got some friends with me first we have nick that monster keeps making cat noises at me gantner how are you doing today Meow. awesome second i have glenn el, 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 God. who makes shit like this what ah Landrum.
1: Elu, apparently
0: Elu. all right glad i know now uh, we have a hell of a review to do today, but uh, first, uh, how's everybody's week been? Everybody doing good this week? I'm uh, pretty good. How about you, Nick?
2: Um, can't complain, I guess. Good. Right. I mean, I could, but that doesn't solve any problems. So.
0: Well, alright, look, I don't want to make a habit of starting every one of these off with a really dumb, like, not even funny story, but...
2: Well, you're going to anyway, aren't you?
0: No, I was going to ask you, do you guys want to hear the story about how I went complete dirt yesterday? Like, most embarrassing thing that's happened to me in a while sure all right now you two both know like i don't get embarrassed easy like i don't fucking say whatever it doesn't matter but i had a long day yesterday and then i have to go to the warehouse where i work to pick up some point of sale it's not my job but i'm like whatever i'll fucking do it right so i get to the warehouse and there's like four or five bigwigs from the warehouse out of uh chesapeake they're in town and like we gotta go in the warehouse too we'll just go with you because you have a key so, I get up to the door to unlock the warehouse, and I completely fucking forgot how to use a key. Like, there's... Are <laughs> like, you the, nervous or something? I, have, I was just tired, I guess. I don't know. Like, tired and mad that I had to be there. And, like, so, like, it felt like ages where I'm just staring at the key, staring at the hole, staring at the key. And then, like, I'm trying to jam the key in the wrong way. And I finally get the key, and I'm turning the knob the wrong way. Like, every stage, which I could fuck up, I fucked up. And it was just fucking unlocking a door. I couldn't even do that. You rolled a one. I know. I crit missed my thievery skill on that one. Like, and normally I'm socially adept enough to, like, make a joke out of the situation so everybody laughs it off and we move on. Like, normally, like, if I had the werewolf, I'd probably been like, ah, oh, I really should stop drinking on the job, right? And everybody would have laughed and it had been funny and we would have moved on. But nope, I'm just like, oh, I God, the dog oh, no. Like, it was the worst. It's the worst fucking thing.
2: I wished I had seen that.
0: It was... I was completely embarrassed after we got in the warehouse because, like, they were talking to me and everything, and like everything was cool, and then they just watched me derp in front of a door for five minutes, and they wouldn't talk to me anymore.
2: There was your chances at a promotion.
0: I know, I'm fucking out the window because I can't operate a key. Well, that's well proves them. Why do I have a key in the first place? If I can't use one, right? But uh, stupid stories out of the way, let's talk about some better stories. Glenn, what are we reviewing this week? We
1: are reviewing the first Wild Arms. Okay, tell me a little bit of wild, about Wild Arms. Well, it's a Western-themed RPG made by MediaVision. It was released back in uh, 96, uh, December 20th, I believe, actually. And then released in North America in 97, Europe a year later. Um, pretty good game. You know, it, it does an interesting little mix of, like, a Western-type, you know, Wild West with a lot of the more fantasy tropes we're, we're used to later on. Okay. And sci-fi. And a little bit of sci-fi, yes.
0: I can't, there's a lot of RPG titles that have the fantasy mixed with sci-fi. Like, I'm thinking, I can think of very few that do not have some sort of science fiction bent in them.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm just saying, it's part of the game, too.
0: I understand, but I, I know. Like, that's that's a trope in its own right. It's like, oh, there's machines behind everything, right? Like, that keeps showing up. But we'll talk about that when we talk about We'll talk about that when we get to story. Um, First, we're going to talk a bit about gameplay and how the game plays. It is a turn-based RPG with random battles, much to my chagrin. Uh, One of the few problems I had with this game was the fact that each of these dungeons, there's puzzles, there's mazes. And puzzles and mazes don't necessarily mix well with random battles, I I particularly have no problem with random battles unless like I'm having to do a lot of backtracking for like switch puzzles or like I'm getting lost in a maze. That it could be incredibly frustrating at times, especially in this game where there are certain dungeons that have an amped up encounter rate.
1: Yeah. Um that that was one of my bigger complaints is they they force you to run around so much and hit you with so many random battles. I I got to the point where it's just like just keep mashing the attack button. I'm done.
2: What is wrong with you people?
1: All right, well RPG player so
0: defend defend random battles when you have to do puzzles. Defend that for me, Nick. How's that awesome gameplay? How's that interesting or compelling in any way? Um it's not even artificial challenge. It's just it's it's not.
2: Like, I don't I don't know what you want from me, Brent. Well you like, I don't it. personally have a problem with it.
0: I know, but like just because you don't have a problem with it doesn't mean it's it's good gameplay.
2: Doesn't mean it's bad. It's it, just annoying.
0: It, it annoying gameplay is bad gameplay, Nick. I mean,
2: it's just tedious. Like doesn't make it bad. Like the part the you're making it sound like random battles are a core component of like
0: No, I'm not saying it's a core component. What I'm saying is and again, I don't have a problem with random battles. My only problem I have with random battles are when you are spending most of your time going back and forth between switches and solving puzzles and you have to keep fighting things in the middle of that puzzle and like they could have easily solved that problem by rooms where they like keep the general maze and random encounters up but rooms where you have switch puzzles block puzzles any of these things turn encounters off in those rooms and it's so much better like cuz most of the most of the puzzles in this game with the exceptions maybe the last two dungeons the puzzles are confined to one room at a time like you don't have an overarching like dungeon puzzle until you get to like the last two dungeons
1: now that because said, I did. I actually liked the puzzles.
0: Oh, I I liked the puzzles too. I found like they they had a nice like difficulty curve. Like they got progressively more complex as you went through the game. Uh, like there was enough variety in them, so it wasn't always like okay, now I'm just moving the statue again, or like I'm just using bombs again, or whatever the issue is.
1: I also like the tools. Those were awesome.
0: It so this so I mean it. I guess what I'm saying is I have. I don't have a problem with neither dungeon puzzles nor random encounters, but the mix of the two is frustrating. And again, that's one of my few, few complaints about the game, is that you have these combination of mechanics that that can be infuriating at times, especially when, you know, you fight like a... Like, you get the solo dragon monsters from time to time that can be kind of difficult, but they're worth, like, a buttload of experience. So, you know, sometimes if you're conserving resources for whatever reason. Those fights can take long enough so that you have to, yeah, I don't have the the longest attention span. You know, I'll come out of that and I'll be like, oh shit, what was I doing? What was the point of this? Oh, I gotta get them all flipped the same way? Fuck. Alright, um, where was that? Right, so. Wow.
2: I think that's a personal problem.
0: You know, I got a lot of shit to do, Nick. I mean, like you, I can't just, you know, sit around all day and do nothing.
2: Wow, that's not even remotely true.
0: Fair enough. Fine, fine, fine. You you know, you sit around and do something. I don't know what that something is.
2: I go to my job, I sit around and do nothing, and then I come home and sit around and do nothing. Alright, so not the whole day is spent sitting around doing nothing.
0: There's driving. Yes. Got it. I I my apologies. My apologies. Um but no, so the puzzles were interesting and this game does an interesting thing that a lot of RPGs don't do, where you most RPGs you have a main hero and that's sort of who you're controlling and that's what you do you know you command things via this one hero but in this game you have to constantly rotate between your three protagonists right you're constantly switching to use a tool to unlock certain dialogues there are certain dungeons that flat out split the party into three which i love by the way in games like that is the number one rule of any tabletop rpg ever never split the party and when a game starts splitting the party i'm like fuck yes let's do this right because that 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 sort of thing bites people in the ass that don't like in games where you have larger parties and collections of characters that sort of thing bites people in the ass because they're like "Ah, no, I've got X, Y, and Z. i don't need to level anybody else and then it splits the party and they're like oh no what do i do now get wrecked (laughs) yeah get wrecked oh man that is a pro... It, that comes up a lot in so good man. That that I hate it. That's one of those games where it's like when they force some obscure party member on you that you haven't played in forever and they're like level 18. you are like, god damn it.
2: Or hell, even tying the best ending around leveling up some guy you don't ever think you'd ever have to use.
0: Exactly. I'm like, oh man, I don't really... <sighs> but, I mean... I liked
2: Pawn because he's a fist fighter. Yeah. I always had him in my party anyway.
0: I guess. Whatever. Alright, um anybody have anything else to add about gameplay? I mean, how do you guys feel about the the having to split up your, your party? I mean, Nick, I know you love this game. You've been awfully silent other than to say we're retarded. Well, I'm mostly
2: just enjoying listening to y'all's, I guess, interpretation or what you got from it. Mm-hmm. Like, because this is like my first big RPG I ever played. And like I at the time it was a lot of new ideas especially into the in the combat like new things that were things that were like new to me like each character having a different set of like skills that were completely unique to them not just like oh um this character casts magic whoop de doo the kind of thing like Cecilia she's got magic but you're not forced to use the same spells all the time you can like you lo- you get a spell and you're like uh I don't really actually like this spell and then you can get rid of it and replace it with something else for no cost and, exactly. I did like. And,
0: I did like that magic system. Yeah.
2: And then uh, like Jack, he's got his unique sword skills, which you don't actually like learn by leveling up. You have to find clues for, which which I thought like played well into the storyline kind of thing about his character. Um, like as a, I guess like not not storyline thing, but like you know as a character thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a master swordsman. He's got to figure out new sword skills by himself. Yep. Um And then like Rudy with his guns, it's just like fucking badass. Arms.
0: Yeah, see, um, I like I like the three distinct characters and how they worked, and each of their progressions as far as how they gained power, I, I like, because, you know, you have, uh, what's the, Cecilia, I can never remember her name, I can remember Ruby, uh, Rudy and Jack, but Cecilia always
1: always passes by me. Yeah, um, I read all of them.
2: What, like, you played the whole game, you don't remember a character's name?
1: No, I, I remember who I named them as, which makes it really confusing when you're looking at walkthroughs and whatnot, the and they're like, yeah, use X. I'm like, I don't have X! Well, see here's oh, th-
2: no.
0: Well, that's one of the, see here's the here's the thing is they do a thing with the dialogue boxes in this game I don't like where sometimes it's hard to tell who's talking because they'll go back and forth between who's talking without necessarily making it clear. Like they'll have that name tag, but it it'll scroll it'll scroll past way fast, and there are times where you lose track of who's talking, and they rarely like say each other's names. Like with the exception of Rudy, like everybody says Rudy's name all the time, but nobody's ever. He really... doesn't talk exactly because nobody. Well, he ever says really...
2: one line. He has one line of dialogue,
0: and that's with. uh... Is that with Calamity Jane? Is that one that happens? We'll talk about that later. Um, so they let you rename spells in this game. Did anybody else rename spells? No. Nah. See, this is this. Don't let me rename spells because shit's gonna get twisted. All right, I'm like. The first thing I did was rename the first heal spell to Blowjob. Like, I'm going to be honest, it was hilarious every time. She just kept casting Blowjob. It was even funnier when monsters cast Blowjob, okay? And then, that was so funny to me. (laughs) Like, whatever, I have a childish fucking sense of humor, it doesn't matter. And so, like, I think I, I renamed the fire spell, like, Hot Pants, and then, uh... I got a bunch of other weird spells, but then when I unlocked the second tier of spells, like hot pants, like the next fire spell was the clap because wow, because it, it went from a single target to uh to AOE, so spreading the clap, <laughs> and then uh, the second heal spell, the one that full full uh HP was like fellatio and then the uh, AOE heal heal was uh, Bukaki, because you know whatever, I was just keeping that theme.
1: Uh, I just I just see Brent sitting in front of the game, just giggling like a little child. That's exactly what happened, especially when goblins are
0: casting bukaki on their team. Like this is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> oh man! So I'm the only person that does childish things like that. That's fine. That's fine. I mean,
2: I'm kind of a purist when it comes to games. Like, like let's like *Sweaking* for example, because you don't ever really know the main character's name. Mm-hmm. So I go out of my way to find like official documentation of what they've named a character, whether it's like in a manga or just like anything that they had, like any documentation they put out. And I always name that character that name. So I'm a purist. So if I ever have the opportunity to change names of things, I don't ever do it.
0: Um, I'll change names of spells. I typically don't change names of characters, especially on a first playthrough. Second playthrough, third playthrough, it's, it's more likely because then I'm just trying to, you know, find other things to entertain myself. Uh, in addition to the game, like, see if I can remember dialogue, that'd be super awkward for them to say something dumb, like, uh, like, bull anus is always funny, when they're like, oh no, bull anus, we have to save the world, or whatever, like, it's always pretty, it's a good time. Um, and spells I like to change the name of, because spells don't matter, I, I, you're only ever going to use a handful of them, and you'll know what they are, so that doesn't really matter to me. So games are probably the exception where I do name the main character since it doesn't matter, um really doesn't matter so
2: uh it kind of does in the first one if you're transferring save data to the second one but other than that
0: no yeah it doesn't matter um well, that's pretty much it like uh, anything else in gameplay you guys want to cover i mean there's plenty of extra stuff to do we'll get to after we do our scores and stuff we'll cover some of the major side quests and missables
2: um so- i want y'all's opinion on the force system and the um addition of the condition green thing
0: well the condition like, as a mechanic well the condition green's It felt like they implemented it as a necessity more than a bonus because you spend so many times with one character and they have too many status like status effects that will straight up impair your ability to do anything. You have paralyzed sleep um, and without something to break them out of them other than time you would be screwed because uh, this game is a like low HP high damage type of game like most boss fights are over fast. Like it's not there are I can't think of any fights that were like a battle of attrition. Like where I whittled down their health, healed up, will It was like you have one person. Most often Cecilia, like she's back and forth between healing and uh, applying status effects. Except for towards the end when you know she had Saint, which hit like a Mack truck on steroids. Um, like just the fact that especially characters like jack or cecilia that have lower health pools than rudy typically probably wouldn't been a problem he tend to have more health than anybody else but say jack you're alone with jack he gets paralyzed that force green is your only way out of that situation and you don't necessarily have the ability to say there aren't there are a lot of accessories in the game but there aren't many that have multiple like if you like, there's not an optimal way to cover all your bases for status effects, because there are dungeons where there's somebody that casts Paralyzed and somebody that casts Sleep, and you can't count for both of them. So that's
2: why you pick the worst one to defend against. Again, like I would rather be slept than paralyzed.
0: Okay, so but it still stands that if one of those happens, you you need the um, the condition green to get you the fuck out of it.
2: Yeah, I mean I kind of agree with that. But um, I think it's nice because not many RPGs actually like rain status effects on you as frequently as this game does. Uh, I didn't feel like, like I
0: had that many status effects. Like I mean I've played games that are hard way more hardcore on status effects than this one. Like they've only got a handful that are actually detrimental to you. Like the only ones that like if I got flash on me, boo hoo, right? Uh Which there are a couple that won't go away after the battle anyway. So, I mean, mm, not really. I mean, there are. uh, I appreciate the fact that you you can use Condition Green to your benefit, like, as a strategy in certain, like, more complicated fights. Like, uh, was the guy. Is it one of the arena fights, maybe? Where he constantly is casting, like, it's not Sleep, it's like an AoE Paralyze. And if you just leave everybody at, like, three, then as soon as he does it, like, they'll come right back out of it without having to try and, like, wa- like rid it from your party. Is
1: that one of them?
0: Maybe it was the sleep guy. I remember, I remember using it to that effect once or twice, but, I mean, I like to see big numbers, so I'd rather not have status uh, nullifying accessories on when I have accessories that'll give people, like, a whole lot of their, their primary stat. Um, I didn't get the special cause I never went and did the, the void special area. So I didn't get that super powerful accessory, unfortunately for shame. Well, I ran out, of, I ran out of time. Like we've been playing this for however long and I actually, let me show that, uh, this is dedication right here. Like I knew I was, I was coming up, like I was at Malduke, right? Like that, that's where I was And my last save was getting ready to go in there. And that's where I was as of yesterday. So I got up and started my day at 4.30 this morning so I can get home and have plenty of time to beat the rest of the game before um, we started. Speaking of which, what was everybody's like uh, hours played? Like I was, I don't want to say 35 is where I was when I beat the game. I'm sure I could do it much faster, but I did a lot of grinding. Uh, not 100% off the top of my head.
2: Oh, it's like roughly 27, 28.
0: That seems about right. Because see, uh, I meant to talk about this earlier when we talked about character progression. We have R- Rudy, whose character progression for his skills are the arms, and it's just throwing Gela at the wall, right? And like, that's how you get him to be more powerful. And that to me meant, oh, people in this area area are dropping a fuck ton of Gela. I'm just going to sit here for an hour so I can go boost his his arm up like a whole lot. Like, I did well, you
2: could do that or just like pick the most efficient weapon to level up
0: eh, see all right that's a problem for me because i want them all to be maxed out ultimately i didn't do that like the last i think the last one i leveled all the way up was the phaser because the ones i got in the final dungeon i didn't leave to go upgrade i was like ah eh. i know the the one of them is really powerful but i didn't care enough i had dropped you know hundreds of thousands of gela already on a. Uh, the phaser and it hit hard enough like it wasn't worth my time to go back to get another you know 800 damage out of a out of an arm
2: yeah phaser is pretty much old reliable
0: so um yep uh i i also believe i missed trump card as well for jack because i was blazing through that last um dungeon i got tired of trying to like because the encounter rate was so high in that final dungeon like it felt like I took three steps and I was in another fight. And normally like I will go around, go through every door, look at everything, find all the extra stuff. But I, I was done. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I just I just I think I, I burned an entire mana pool on uh on Cecilia just using uh Invisible to drop encounter rate down. And you like that proves how high the encounter rate on in that dungeon is. Even with Invisible on, you'll still encounter a decent amount of encounters. Like it's not because most dungeons you put that on, you really won't encounter anything at all. But in in the final one, oh yes, you will. You'll still run into plenty of shit to fight. So
2: we could just deal with it and then have a mana pool.
0: Yeah, but that was taking forever. I had enough magic carrots. Like I had, I had a time frame to be on. So it's nobody's
2: fault but yours, Brent.
0: I've been playing a lot of this game, Nick. Like it's not my fault. You know, I had little stuff to do. Like I trip. I allow up to an hour a day. That's been the policy. Ever you know since we started this thing, so you know, I was on a, I was on the time frame. Plus, I did the arena stuff. Like I, I did a few of the extra bosses. Uh, I missed out on a couple because I didn't realize you could go donate to the to the uh, Adelheid I didn't realize that till until I had the freaking plane. I think so. Um, it does do the trope thing of you slowly upgrade your vehicles. So you start with a regular ship, and then you have a ship plus. Which the golems technically the ship plus to me because it's just your ship for shallow water. And then, um, it does it backwards in this game, though, where you get deep water before you get shallow water. And then you get, uh, plain minus mountains, and then you get plain plus mountains. So, and that's a pretty typical thing. Like, they added a couple extra stages in there, but to slowly upgrade your, your dick piece is pretty typical. So, let's, let's, uh, let's get into probably the best part of this review. Let's talk about the story. So, we said earlier this game likes to split you into three separate party members to do things quite frequently well the game starts that way we start with a prologue for each character which did get which one did you guys start with
1: i started with uh
0: i guess uh what was it jack Mm-hmm. i also started with jack because i didn't know i was like is this going to be our main character what's the deal That's here what I thought. so i'm like i want oh, to so see like
2: guy. this guy looks like a badass i'm gonna pick him
0: all right nick you give me a guy with a gun, a guy with a sword and a chick who casts spells. Which one am I going to pick all the time? No, regardless of how they look.
2: Uh, the guy with the sword?
0: Okay. Okay, that's what all right that's my character archetype I couldn't help it. So
2: the first time I played, my order was Rudy Jack, Cecilia, but every time after that, I always do Jack, then the other two doesn't matter. The reason for that is once you beat Jacks prologue, he doesn't have a boss, so you can just go straight to Adelheid and buy weapons and armor, and then equip them on Rudy and Cecilia before they do their prologue.
0: That is an interesting bit of
1: information. I did not know. Okay, what's going to make me mad you having said that, is when I finished with Jack, I went to Adelheid and I bought the weapons, and I had no idea I could equip them on anyone else.
2: But you were controlling them. They're in your your inventory. I just
1: realized they were in the inventory. I never opened the inventory. Oh, no. Like, I'm really mad right now.
0: I didn't do that i switched as soon as i beat his thing so oh well um yeah i did jack rudy cecilia and i guess the two after jack don't matter now that you put it that way but because i was considering like because i'll probably play this game again i'll probably do cecilia's
1: to get it out of the way
2: hers is the longest
1: hers is annoying as hell it probably took me three tries just from bad luck yeah she's the boss well no, not the boss the uh what would happen the and book then, things there I'd start making my way to the fire, and it's always when I'm trying to throw the books in. I get hit with disease, so my next heal spell doesn't do anything, and then the damn books would hit me with the uh, frost spell or whatever and kill me, and then i have to go back and do everything again.
2: I know. I know you're paying. I'm sorry, I'm laughing so
1: hard, because it's, it's really true.
0: Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, I didn't have too many problems. Like, I don't think I ever had a pro- the disease problem. Uh, but... Well, it,
1: the reason it got really annoying is because... Up until around that point, I would be going before them, so I would be able to take them out. It's just the second I needed to heal, the game would be like, "Nah, they're going first.
0: Hmm. Yeah. G for you. Yeah, that's the yeah the response stat. Boo. Um,
2: it's just agility. Come on.
0: So then they all like one of the silliest things about the story in this game is how the the quote unquote team gets together. They're just like, "Oh, guess we're doing this together now."
1: All right. And just well, going it's, about
2: not, it's not like that. It's like, hey, I need to go treasure hunting. Do you sure. wanna come? And they're like, Yeah, sure, why not?
1: I just met you and this is crazy, but there's a catacomb. Let's raid it, maybe. Oh Jesus Christ, I hate you so much right now. You should be
0: ashamed. But uh Let's see it's calling. So, alright. Yep, that's that's when you go to Lithia's tomb, uh you meet uh Emma, this crazy sciences lady. You basically uncover uh another golem, which are apparently these uh constructs left behind to help defend against demons. Am I correct? If I remember that correctly, is how that's supposed to work? Yeah. And then after you do that, they want to throw a festival. And the minute I saw that there was going to be a festival, I'm like, oh god, the city's going to die. Because you can't throw a festival into an RPG and have everything come out the other end okay. (laughs) Like, festival and RPG means something's going to go down.
1: I will say this, it didn't go down quite as I expected it to
0: guess um
1: i was expecting the golems to go rampaging around rather than the what actually happened
0: oh well, yeah the demons just show up and kidnap all the golems and that's when we are introduced to the uh demon quarter knights which they are like the benny hill gang okay they couldn't do anything effectively from start to finish they're like let's wake up mother oh that sucked Let's kill Mother. Haha, now we're in charge. Oh no, we we're dead next mission. Oh well, now we're gonna do other things and we each die like a billion times. <laughs> like, they are the worst villains. Yeah, they They're.
2: probably would have succeeded. Like, the heroes the heroes fucked up shit all the time too. And if the villains were more competent, like, even just a smidgen, or like, if Boomerang actually gave a flying fuck, then they would have won.
0: I guess. I mean, even Boomerang, like, we beat him into the dirt every time we fight him so i mean
2: well yeah but i would argue he's not trying to kill you he's just trying to get a challenge
0: yeah but when battle is your challenge i'm pretty sure that's the outcome is either you want them to kill you or you to kill them right like i mean what other outcome of battle is there when
2: it's an honorable uh, duel
0: i mean all right fine 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 so basically the festival comes under attack you have to rescue a bunch of people we try to. For items, I guess the more you rescue, the more items you get. Um, I'm pretty sure I yeah, got... Yeah, the better items you get. I'm pretty sure I got most of the items, if not all the items. Because you're on a timer and I waited till the very last second on that timer and I was running around that last bit and I couldn't find anybody and I got a whole bunch of items when we got inside, so I just assume I did pretty good. I didn't look it up or anything, so I don't know where I stood. But that was that was okay. Like I tend not to like having a timer on things because I'm not a I'm not fast at anything, I'm like, I'm just not, so that tends to be a bit of a problem, but I did okay, then basically what happens is they're like, give us this teardrop thing, right, the demons want this teardrop thing, which is supposed to be this font of power for all of Phil Gaia, it's supposed to be this protectorate gem, almost, Uh, did they ever really say what it is, other than just like this font of power?
1: I thought it was some kind of, like, conduit for the Guardians, is what I always assumed it was. No, because that's what the runes are. Oh, right. Okay, I must have just misread it then.
2: I think it's because it's, like, a bloodline thing. Um, So, like, Cecilia's bloodline is able to communicate with the Guardians through that, or something like that?
0: No, because um, she communicates to them without the teardrop, for one, and they're using it to power the photosphere. So it has to just be some magic stone. That's what I'm gonna go with. So
2: I never like really inquired about it too sorry. much. Alright. I don't know. Can't really help you there.
0: Well, uh so they basically say well, give us the teardrop or we are gonna we're gonna kill everybody.
2: It's pretty much just a MacGuffin.
0: Yeah, and basically the king or is the king dead at that point? No, he's not dead yet. He dies later. He gets mortally wounded. Yeah, mortally wounded. And uh they're basically like no you can't give it to them they lock they lock us in cecilia's room or whatever and like you can't leave and of course she's gonna leave because she is uh self-righteous is the best way to describe her character Which is like i don't want to be perfect but i have to be perfect and we just can't all be mean and use things as weapons um like, i don't know like she kinda she's annoyed. like a hippie she annoyed the piss out of me but so you have to take cecilia and you have to get out of the castle Fuck this part, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It was the worst. Escaping the castle is the worst. It sucked hardcore. Because... I it suck. Well, uh, we suck, Nick. We've established we suck. Go listen to the 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 Yee's review. I'm <laughs> terrible at these kind of things. Okay, like don't put this weird action thing in my RPG. I don't need it. That's why I play RPGs. All right. Don't fucking give it to me. All right. So you escape the castle and you essentially hand over the teardrop. There's some battle or whatever, but the teardrop's gone. And at this point, they're like, oh, we lost. I'm like, well, it's because you fucking gave him the teardrop. Like, I don't know what do you want. How do you thought this was going to go? But okay. So you set about retrieving, like, Cecilia, like, her calling is to commune with these guardians or whatever, to uh, combine their power to fight off the demons and recover the teardrop. So you start going and checking on all these statues where these guardians are and guess what you get fucked out of a deal each step of the way the demons are half a step ahead each time and so you go through this whole deal well you know what the statues are for right they're the runes i I don't remember
2: it's because they were holding the parts of mother that the demons needed to get put together
0: oh i didn't i didn't pick up on that i didn't pick up that's why they were destroying
2: them and they were they were protected by the runes of the guardians to keep the power like hidden uh, or whatever.
0: Well, see, I did that. That part didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Okay, all right, makes more sense. <laughs> they're like they're like, come out! We know you have mother in there. All right, Kadaj, go away. All right, so enough of this mother crap. Um, that was a joke for three people, and I hope they laughed. So you go around doing this. Is that a dancing joke? No, that that was a Final Fantasy VII Advent Children joke. Oh, um. yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the final bit is you find out that the last statue is on this ship, right? And it is captained by Bartholomew, the most worthless captain ever. Like, he's probably one of the most klutzy captains I've ever met in an RPG because you find him drunk in a bar because he's going to lose a bet to marry someone because he doesn't have a crystal bud thing, which is an amaze in the desert, Okay. So you have to go track down this maze because apparently you want to help him get on the boat to get the statue instead of just saying, hey, you have this thing and the demons are after it. We need it. That's not a feasible answer. You have to go track down this crystal bud thing in the desert. And you do it. I mean,
2: the heroes aren't, like, thieves. They're not just going to go over and, like, you know, steal away. You don't have
0: to steal it. You say, dude, demons are after the thing on your boat. Like, I'm the princess and these are adventurers and we're here to help let me get to the statue like that's not stealing that's saying this is of grave importance
2: well except she's not really the princess of that town so she's she the no princess authority.
0: of Anhalide but so they they should know she is
2: but if they don't really answer to i don't know the economic like standings of this Fulgaia but if they're like if they're pirates they don't give a shit
0: is he a pirate though
2: whatever the captain of the ship whatever
0: I don't think he's a pirate. He's just a merchant captain.
2: I always default people on boats to pirates. That's my mentality. Yeah. Because, like, really, when are they not in a game? Like, they're always pirates.
0: Fair enough. So, I mean, whatever. You go do this fetch quest, basically. Like, go kill 30 rabbits and bring me 10 rabbit belts. Whatever. So you go get this crystal bud, and you bring it back to him, and you get to board the sweet candy after agreeing to marry him. Well, you don't necessarily agree. I think he's just sort of talks an okay out of you if i remember that correctly he's like you're gonna marry me
2: the guy who bets you comes up and bartholomew starts getting butt flustered and he's like he grabs cecilia he's like oh i'm marrying her and she's just kind of like okay
0: yeah so
1: knee-jerk reaction
0: so essentially for putting up with all this crap he lets you take the sweet candy around and that's when you get access to the inner sea and at this point uh, you have like a series of steps you have to go through. Like, you, at the, this point, you're, you go to the tri-pillar where I get lost, and this is where I got way over-leveled for everything I had. Like, I, I spent it every bit of, uh, three or four hours in that place because I, because each tower or each pillar in there is specifically for one of the groups, group members, and it doesn't tell you which one is which. So I think I got lost and got turned around, whatever. You do that one because you got to get. Two um, more magical stones or runes, like this game all about some stones and runes, to get into a third place called Giant's Cradle. And in here, you uncover our friend the Earth Golem. And this is where Cecilia gets really hippie, right? She's like, We can't use him as a weapon, okay? Like, he doesn't, get, he doesn't deserve to be used as a weapon, okay? And then the Golem wakes up and he's like, Yeah, I don't have to be used as a weapon. I'm going to be the defender and walk you through shallow water because that's, like, I'll just be a car. That's what Earth Golems are for—is crossing water. Awesome. Uh, and you do you, you. This is more exploration. You're doing more and more things because you know that the this threat from Mother is impending. And through each of these steps, you get to see a bunch of cutscenes with the demons interacting with each other. So. Uh, at this point, we've met the awesome Zed with his fantastic battle music and weird demeanor. Um, I wish I had done the side quest with him. I just lost track of going back to the place, so I was too far behind on that one. Um, you get to, you find out that Mother, who is in charge of these these demon quarter knights, or the metal demons, wants to destroy all of Phil Gaia, right? And like That's her plan. She destroyed the last planet they were on. And that's all she cares about. Like, even if that kills the quarter knights. I'm pretty sure she flat out says that they'll be destroyed with the planet. But it's all for the greater chaos of the universe or whatever her crazy person reason was. Yeah,
2: she's all like, I'm going to destroy this place. You're going to follow behind shortly. And everybody's like, what the hell, why? And she's like, because it's the most beautiful thing watching thing like life be disintegrated or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's the most beautiful thing. And that, that terrible repeating laugh she does. Like, <laughs> Whatever, bullshit. I hate when RPGs make villains laugh. Like, uh, Kefka does it all the time. It's just like, uh, you don't, it's not menacing, it's silly. So, um, like the scr- like the weird scream she do does when, uh, that that's just kind of creepy, but the laughing, I didn't find menacing at all. I found it silly. It almost made me laugh out loud a few times. But, uh, we're going step by step. It's all building up to an assault on the photosphere, where the, the demons are. And essentially, you have finished powering up the Earth Golem, is what you're doing. And right after we tell him we're not going to use him as a weapon, we're essentially going to use him as a weapon to burst through the photosphere. So you get to the photosphere, to the, the shield they've then put up, and Cecilia's all hippie and like, um, I don't want to ask you to do this, but uh, we have to get in there and like, help people. So the Golem's all like, all right, and he uses his shield as, uh, what is it, uh, Phase, phase dephaser shield, something like that. Like, it's a really terrible name. It's a break open around the photosphere, and we get inside, and we attack this photosphere. And that dungeon was fast, um, with the exception of... That's where we we run into our friend Lelithia again, and she kicked my ass the first time. I was not ready for a boss to be there when I walked in that room, and I got face-fucked hard. So I lost a little bit of game time there. But, yeah, uh, you fight through her. You go you take care of mother so mother's out for the count you think dun 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 through the whole thing you have this guy shows up in a blue cloak and he's showing you where to get the the um, the teardrop back spoiler that guy's Siegfried I pretty much called that because he was the one that was like wait a second I don't want to die I want to rule this place why do we have to destroy it so he shows up and he's got mommy issues whatever and I mean would
2: you not have mommy issues if your mom was like a giant moth creature Im- it wanted to kill you?
0: I guess I'd have pro- mommy issues if I was a demon. I mean, if Supernatural has taught us anything, is demons have mommy issues. So, so, the demons basically show up on the sweet candy, and instead of taking that chance to sink your ship and assault you with their full force, they say, no, we are going to rule this world, and you will stand by and let it happen, or we're going to kill you, or whatever their fucking deal was. Like, you're still our enemy, blah, 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 blah. And it... Again, villains not having the best of plans, they leave, and at this point you get to um, what is it? The dragon shrine. The dragon shrine. There's like a whirlpool that you go to, and you deal with another guardian. Right? Am I am I getting that uh- wrong?
2: No, I'm pretty sure you're right.
0: All right, and then that gives you access to the outer sea, and this is where all the cool stuff is. Once you have access to the outer sea, you start to get access to all of the cool areas that have the bonus stuff, like the ancient arena. Um, you can pick up a few runes. You can miss like the the snow ravine one, the snow rune. Uh, the most important one I found to be the heavens rune. That's a most. That's a fucking powerful rune. That's when you get you get that at this point, right? You go to, uh, shit, where do you get the heavens rune at, Nick. I know you know what I'm talking about. The one that, like, you if you do the uh, the Greater Guardian for it, uh, it almost max damages all the time.
2: Um, it's just on a deserted island, southeast of Arctica.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So I think I know which island that is. Hmm, forget.
2: I mean, I'm guessing you didn't get the Chrono Ruin, right?
0: No, I I was going to, but again, that was one of the ones I ran out of time for. I I did I did all the optional bosses I could, other than Leviathan. And I did the, the one that was behind uh, the arena, the one that's down in the bottom yeah. for, for Jack's ultimate weapon. Um, I did the one that you could miss early on. The death rune? The death rune, I did that one. Uh, I did not get the chrono rune, or I did not go into um, the void area. Cause that's that's basically all I didn't do, was the, the void area, um, Leviathan, and the chrono rune, chrono uh, rune. It was the three okay. I didn't do. So, I beat everybody in the arena. I went back and i killed um I killed boomerang in the arena and I'm, oh yeah, I missed out on Zed stuff because i wasn't I wasn't going to um was that court Syem no, it's not court sime it's Rosetta town
2: uh it's wherever the tower is that you' first going to is calamity Jane
0: yeah, it's where they 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 basically turned all the people into demons or whatever
2: yeah, so and there's I, a blind girl there
0: yeah 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 i did I never went back and talked to her anymore, so that was my fault. But, uh, so you do some exploring, and we get to, we basically, right away, right after we've dealt with the demons, we're headed back to fight them again, and we trounce them. Like, you head through the demon lab to the, uh, the gate place where they're setting up shop or whatever, and Ziegfried's out. Boom. He tries to, but see, here's the deal. When he goes, he goes down, like, he opens up a black hole, and he tries to pull everyone into the dimensions to kill everyone. He basically throws a hook and hooks Rudy, and Rudy's, like, trying to cut the cord, he he nuts up. Oh god! I don't, I don't to talk about Way to that. ruin the podcast. I know. Fucking wife texted me. I should put that show on silent, shouldn't I? I'm gonna put that show on silent. That's what I'm gonna do. That's doing it live, people. Doing it live. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Doing it live. All right. Um. He cuts his own fucking arm off like a boss. He's like, "You can't have me." Fucking cuts his arm off, and so everyone gets him out of there. And this is when we find out that Rudy's not a dude. He's a robot dude, a living metal dude, like the he's demons, technically but not. Mean, he's,
2: What's that? So he's technically a demon, technically.
0: Yeah, he's technically... Well, he's like he's like the demons, he's but the opposite. Of, What's that? Kind of, sort of. Like, mean, he was
2: made the same way, but not the same. By way. the no. he,
0: he was made the same way, but not with the same emotional atmosphere.
2: Well, like he was, his, he was programmed or whatever to be like all fury all rage and just destroy 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 but i guess because he was raised by his grandpa or whatever he didn't
0: i think that was the thing is they gave him they gave they they put in the option right like he he would whatever however whatever he was instructed to do would adapt him to do like he was the ultimate adaptable thing right so if they activated him and his job was to solely wage war and kill things, he would progressively get better and better and better and become the ultimate fury killing machine. And if, but what happened is that old man found him and raised him and taught him to be a good person, and that's what like he became this pillar of quote unquote hope or whatever. Yeah. So that's the way I understood he's like the he's like a he's like a a sponge. Right, like he's the ultimate adaptable machine.
1: It, real the quick, His grandfather. Do you guys know his name?
0: I forgot it. What was it?
1: It's Zepet in the English version. In Japanese, it's Geppetto.
0: Yeah, that's one of the ones I saw. Yeah, it's supposed to be Geppetto, the puppet maker. Yeah.
1: Wow. I
2: really need to look up trivia more often.
0: Yeah. No. A lot of the uh, a lot of the names on in this game are really badly translated. Like a lot of them are just wrong. Like Siegfried was supposed to be just be Sidfried but they like they translated
1: it all wrong.
2: I fixed the fix I think they fixed some of them in the remake.
1: Alter code fixes a lot of them, but not all of them. like I like Van Bures more than Van Brace, me straight up
0: well that's that's one and of the, them.
1: The funny thing is Van Bures would be how you do would be how you say it in Japanese. They just directly moved it over into English. Yeah. Well,
0: well, well that there's um that's the same reason there's translation errors with the name of the hero of the Dragon Quest game because uh was it uh L was bet- like the Japanese have a letter between uh was it L and R? No, yeah, they're that doesn't translate directly
1: to English. Well, the, the reason the L's and the R's are such a difficulty is because when you say an R in Japanese, you use the same tongue position as an L. So it's kind of like a combination of the English R and L, so it becomes really difficult to figure out which one they actually meant to use. Are you are you clicking on something on your laptop? No, I was shifting. Let's not do that.
2: Well, you've got like a thumping going on.
0: Yeah, you're like rabbit footing in there. I don't know what you're doing. All right, Jerk. jerking it yet? Well, that's an awfully rhythmic pace. Um, okay. So, are you not rhythmic? No oh, man, it's erratic, like a stranger. Like, I don't know what I want. So, uh. Yeah, Rudy's a robot thing, and he was raised to be a thing, but now he's this pillar uh, of hope. And at this point, we have to travel into, we, there's only certain people that have ever made this living metal, and that's the Elf L- 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 people, and they, um, Elu, Elu, that's so terrible. It doesn't even make any
2: sense, because
1: there's no, like,
0: yeah, it's a, a E-L-W, people, E-L-W. I always say Elw. official pronunciation L-W. I had to yeah, look like owl, sort of. It, it's just, why can't you call them elves? Because they look like elves. But um, there's only currently one that you know of that you met earlier. Um, and you, Cecilia and Jack, apparently carrying Rudy with them. I didn't realize that had happened until he popped out. Like, you walk in her house and, like, he comes out of, like, the third way. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know they they carried his fucking injured self with him.
2: Well, they probably didn't carry him. He could probably still walk and shit. I guess. Um He's a robot.
0: And
1: ask, your asks just for that spot all RPG characters go when they're not the active character. I guess
0: um they they ask her, and apparently her brother's the one that had made this Guardian blade years ago, that had created this giant desert in the middle of one of the continents or whatever, and he's off in the the L dimension. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and you have to go to the E dimension and talk to him she takes you there and they're like we told you not to come here blah blah blah. there's this whole fucking riffraff where she's supposed to not be there or whatever anyway he's supposed rudy's technically this thing like he's this abomination they don't want anything to do with him at first until they realize apparently he's been taught the like he's this special snowflake that he's special and he's this Pillar of Hope again, because what are the, the three main tenets are: what love, courage, and hope is what the human race needs to become the ultimate guardians of phil gaia And so, this guy tells you he needs two things, essentially. Well, yeah, two things. And one thing is in this forest maze that you have to go through before you get to him. And don't ever just listen. what you
2: like another maze.
0: Yeah. All right. I I don't have problems with mazes except for when the little rat at their dog thing at the start gives you the wrong directions. He's like, just go right, or just go left. And that just puts you in a circle. You can't do that. You gotta go left, or right, then you gotta go up, then around this turn. Like, that It was wrong. The little fucking dog. (laughs) He's a troll. Shouldn't have been a dog, should have been a troll. Worthless dog. That would have given it away. What is up with forest mazes in games, though? They're always the worst. They're, like... If you're going to be in a forest maze, then you know that there's going to be something to make you try and run in a circle, right? Like that's always the thing, right? Or send
1: you back to the beginning.
0: Exactly. No, that's the thing. So, but I don't know. I spent enough time in there. Or Your
1: vision is usually obscured.
0: Yep, that is another thing. This one wasn't, but then you go fight the or you go talk to the unicorn, right? And the unicorn gives you his thing, his rune, and that's one of the things you need uh, for Rudy's arm and. I was lucky enough to find him before I left the maze. I can only imagine if I had discovered that I had to go back in the maze after I'd already been in there. I'd have (laughs) been pissed. I'd have been super pissed. And at this point in the game, I realize one of the most useful spells in the game is teleport. As soon as you get a chance to have teleport, you should have teleport. Get it. It is important. It will save you. the first spell you get. It saves you hours of time. Hours. Because you can just teleport to any city you've been to. And don't worry about your vehicle, it'll be parked right outside, everywhere you go. It's fantastic. So, but, you get the first part, and the second part is this thing called, uh, the Dela Metallica or something like that, and this is where the game starts to say, we're really hoping you picked up on some obscure stuff earlier to know where to go, right? From this point on, there are a lot of, where the fuck do I go now, with no clues, anytime recently, Right? This, for this, you have to go back all the way to where you did Cecilia's prologue, go back into that haunted library, or secret library place, go back to the room where you fought the first boss, check on one of the bookshelves, there's a book there, you open it, you get put in the book. Like, how weird an off-kilter angle is that? For well, they mentioned,
2: to they mentioned the book in the secret lab library or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's assuming you remember anything from the secret library at this point. To be fair, right? Like no one gives you a reminder. Like if you go talk around people, like nobody has any idea what you're talking about.
2: Somebody must have done something, because I remember that shit. I managed to do it when I was a kid. Well, before I knew about game facts, so
0: Well, you gotta go there. And like I thought in the book was probably the coolest dungeon in this game, bar none. Like in there was rad. Because there was a lot of really cool puzzles in there, like trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. Like the one where you had to you had to read the bookshelves, and it gives you like a little clue, and then you have to go check the correct chests that corresponded to the right shelves. That one took me a minute, but that was cool. Um, I think I missed some of the because uh, I missed a a fast draw technique in there. I think I missed one of the the books laying on the ground that you like once you go in the final thing and all the things blow up and you're supposed to get a fast draw technique that didn't happen for me. I must have missed one of them. Uh, then you get the illusion uh, rune or whatever it is, and you go back, and they build his arm. And at this point, they're like, Emma, crazy scientist lady bitch person, is all like, hey, um, we're going to set up this investigation thing, and I'm putting myself in charge, okay? And I'm going to give you a flying machine. It doesn't work right now, though. I'm going to give you the prototype. Hope you don't die, because the last prototype, Bartholomew crashed into the ground. And you're the important hero, so I hope you can learn how to fly it properly. So, now you get to fly, but you can't go over mountains yet. And she says, in order to power the drive to go over mountains, you gotta go get these Gemini pieces. or whatever. And this is part of the story that I really, I, I didn't like. Because you go, you work, you go to a dungeon, you get the first piece, and there's supposedly two pieces, Gemini, Twins, whatever. And they send Bartholomew and uh, Calamity Jane, Miss Crazy Pants, to go get the other piece well they retrieve the piece and they are immediately the sweet candy gets sunk by the leviathan right and they're like oh no what are we gonna do we gotta have to think about something and if you go to the ship graveyard with no body ever telling you to go there you go there look the other gemini piece is washed up on shore how fucking convenient what is the purpose of sinking the ship at all if you're just going to go to the ship graveyard and pick the piece up, you don't have to fight anybody, you just teleport there, you walk to the beach, you pick the piece up, you go back to Adelheid
2: Because it's a puzzle, Brent.
0: That's not even a puzzle. It's, it's terrible. Puzzle. It's terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. It's just giving me something else to do. Like, there was no point in get Like, it. it wasn't compelling, it wasn't interesting, there was nothing there at all. Like, it didn't reward me with a boss fight, it didn't unlock anything, like... Sure, it sets you up to have put up so much donation to get the Sweet Candy back to go fight the Leviathan, but what's wrong with just letting me go fight the Leviathan? Or saying, you know, the Sweet Candy got, you know, they could have came out of it with the Gemini piece, right? Like, they got it before the ship sank, and then the, you can still rebuild the Sweet Candy to go fight Leviathan. Like, making me go to the beach, does I don't see where that means anything. I don't know.
2: Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, 20 Brent. Fair enough. I'm sure, sure looking back, they're like, oh, damn, we could have done that so much better.
0: So at this point, we're chasing down the remaining demons and we have, like, Alzed and uh, Haven. Is it Haven? No. What's the female one's name, Nick? Harkin? Harkin. Harkin. I don't know why I was thinking Haven. Maybe it's because of better name. I don't know. Um, And we chase her down to Pandemonium. And we learn more about Jack's backstory there. We learn that... He is one of these knights, seven knights of Phil Gaia, right? That uh and he is the the arm guard, right, to the weapon that was uh what was her name? Amelia, right? Who no, no not Amelia? What was her name then? It started with an E, right? Elmina. Elmina, all right, Elmina, who eventually became Harkin, right? Yes. And his name wasn't always Jack, it was Gar- Garrett Stampede Garrett. And this is where we get one of the more interesting translation mix-ups so we talked about earlier, Van Buris instead of Vambrace, because he should have been the Vambrace, the Arm Guard. Uh, but after all this, it sets you up to go to the final dungeon. Guess what? We're going to the moon, or one of them. It's a satellite moon, new moon thing. I don't know. It's a lot of... The f- satellite. It's a lot of these fantasy games do this, right? Where the last minute we're like, we're going off planet. I don't know how many times I've just had to go to a moon or a, a something in the, in space for the last dungeon. It's kind of crazy. But, spoiler alert, the last dungeon is long as shit. From Malduke to the time you beat the last surprise boss on the way back down to the planet, that is a hell of a trek. It is non-stop action. And it's hard. the The enemies you fight in there can be difficult. Like, the encounter rates are high. It is a challenge. And I enjoyed it. Like I really liked the final dungeon in this in this uh, in this game. I mean, uh, granted, like I said earlier, I got fed up a lot with the uh, puzzles slash random encounters in this one. Like up to this point, I hadn't gotten nearly as frustrated with the encounter rate being so high and the the puzzles being like across the entire dungeon almost. It was like, I was just getting tired of fighting stuff. I'm like, let me do the puzzle. The puzzle is more interesting than this fight is. So once you get to the top. And they have made this dark, dark tear, like dark drop thing. And he's going to use it to cast darkness across the entirety of Ogai. And who might that be? Oh, Ziegfried's back. He pulled himself out of the the wormhole. And what happened then? Him and Mother had a little bonding moment. And now they're one and the same. So you fight Ziegfried, and he goes down. And then you fight Motherfried. Because now she's absorbed him into herself. And not only does this boss look awesome... The fight's actually pretty cool, too. Like, I don't know, like, fighting her this time, because I'm not, I wasn't too big on, like, some of the models, but she looked pretty awesome. She fought pretty awesome. The music for this fight was pretty rad. And you fight her. talk about
2: Zeke 2 Fi, right?
0: No, I'm talking about Mother Freed. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten to, to Zeke 2.
2: 2- mistake, my mistake.
0: Zeke Revenant thing. And so we beat Mother Freed. And it's too late. All right? All right. The world has been cast in shadow. What is done is done. But then, the hope in Cecilia's heart. The love she has for Phil Gaia. All the Guardians band together. One last push. To push the darkness from Phil Gaia. To reverse the damage done by the the dark crystal thing. And, alas. Been victorious. They Send us back down to the planet. Halfway down to the planet. Fucking Siegfried shows up again. They gotta do this thing where they gotta throw one last boss at us. And... Is this boss supposed to be harder than Siegfried Motherfried? Because I didn't feel like it was.
2: Um, I don't know. Maybe.
0: I mean... He still got crushed. He was like Phaser, Saint, and you're dead, right? Well,
2: it's because you don't have to save anything anymore anyway.
0: Yeah, I guess. So, I mean... And his dialogue was terrible during this fight. Like... I don't understand. He's like, I told you, fighting in between dimensions is risky. I will win. Like, it is really just chopped up and bad. Like, this isn't the best written dialogue I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's not bad by, by no stretch of the mid. Maj- there are really awkward moments where they, they talk in really simple sentences, like a fourth grader writing a paper. And this is one of those moments kind of took me out of it when he's talking in battle. But you beat him. You make it back down to the planet. But then, this tower... Is uh, it Mal... Was it, it's not Malduke. What is the name of the tower? It's Malduke. No, Malduke oh, well, is the that, satellite. What's the tower? The Dingle? Or yes. Like that. Cal, Ding, Cal... Dingle? Cal... Elvue. game is awesome at names. Um, Cal Dingle. That's funny. That's like a... That's like the... Cal Droger's retarded cousin. Just Cal Dingle. Hi guys, I'm it's riding the... Ho- I'm riding the horses. Can we ride the horses. I like the horses um okay brian sorry it's funny to me i don't know whatever and it's so basically the earth golems all like i'll protect you because cecilia was a hippie and didn't make him a weapon basically it was kind of sad when the earth golem's kind of out of it like she's like he's not waking up again but for the point in which you defeat the final Zikfried form Siegtuvi or Tuvi or whatever it was it is like Thirty minutes of dialogue from there to the the start of the credits, and I'm bas- I'm going to summarize what happens in way less time. The Earth Golem goes down. Everybody goes back down, and everybody's happy. But then Jack and Rudy they're going to leave. They have to continue to protect the world, and that makes Cecilia sad. And she wrote him a letter to tell him that. And at the end of the letter, she goes, "I'm sending something to you. Don't be lazy." And it's her because she's going to go on an adventure with him. End of story. I mean
2: Roll it, My Kingdom. What is that shit?
0: Yeah, I mean she's she's gonna leave it in charge of whoever, like the 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 religious man. So I mean overall, like it was a very enjoyable story. Tropey as fuck, like but good nonetheless. The ending was a I felt was a I don't wanna say appropriately dramatic. Like it was definitely like try to be a very feel good ending, right? But kind of like I felt like the ending was way long like you didn't need all of that for what she there's literally five minutes where it's just the text coming up on the screen like letter by fucking letter her saying good night to the earth golem trying to make me sad like I get it it's sad the image of him being like propped up minus an arm on the beach was effective enough you don't have to do this like whole like good night sweet prince thing like that felt like overkill like you're trying too hard at that point To try and make me have a motion for this robot thing. Um, but I mean, fade to credits, you get some awesome, you know drawings of all the the cast members. Some some anime going on there. Like I wish it had been animated like the intro. Can we talk oh man, I love the intro. The intro is great.
2: Intro was awesome. Best intro Uh ever.
0: It is good. Like I was telling Nick, every time I launched the game I had to like watch the intro until it got like to the guitar riff right past the the whistling i'm like oh it's so good and then i go play the game uh speaking of cool do you have anything to add about the story nick i mean like it's it's pretty basically once you break it down it's a lot of it feels very like broken into dungeons slash missions like with the story sort of being like this like imagine two poles like the one being the beginning and end, and then you have this this straight string that is the story, and it's not a very long string, right? I mean, we beat the game in twenty something, low thirty hours. It's a very rudimentary story, but it's still an it's still a captivating story. It pulls you forward, but then like each one is seg like it's just it felt like a, some of the dungeons were just something to get, just giving us something to do instead of maybe being the most relevant thing. I mean, it's not that I necessarily have a problem with it, but I'm trying to look at it through a,
2: like. I, I understand what you're trying to do, yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean, I know you have a lot of nostalgia for this game, but I mean, ultimately, do you feel like the 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 story could have been a little more robust, especially from a PS1 era title? Um, because it did it felt a little SNES era like story wise to me.
2: Um, I will agree with that. Um, but in the developer's defense, I think it was like their second game and their first attempt at an RPG. So um like they I guess they had no experience. So based on that, like I feel like they did a great job. Um but yeah, it kind of feels like like you said, the like the dungeons are just um not like I guess not necessarily placeholders, but um padding almost just to lengthen out the they, gameplay.
0: They feel like breaks in story to just give us something to do, like they don't. A lot of them felt forced to me, like they were just there, right? Like, oh, we got to. We've been talking too long. We have to give them something to do, right? Like, it is a game, much. not a movie. So, um, but also, again, I liked it. Like it. It wasn't the worst. Uh, speaking, we did say to a PS1 era title, and it barely stepped into this 3D uh, market, right? Like with the battles, we go into the battles. We have very rudimentary three D models representations of the characters, very low polygon model representations of the enemies. <laughs> they reused a lot of those and I felt like they could have been a little more they could have done more with less. Like, for instance, the ones that the ones that are supposed to be on flame, I can't even tell what's in that that sphere of effect. Like is that it took me forever to realize that there was a fucking pumpkin in the center of that red smurge you know, like they could have just had a floating pumpkin.
2: you talking about the balloon things.
0: No, like there's you fight like a little a legitimate jack-o'-lantern enemy, and it is a pumpkin floating around in a big red balloon thing, and the, it does it doesn't need to be there. It could have just been a floating pumpkin. Fair enough. So I mean, and the sprite work. I mean, this is a p they had they had a PS one to work with. Okay, this wasn't this wasn't cartridge. This was they were working off of a disc. And they gave those sprites very little animation. They have very few uh, different animations. They did like, I mean, we've seen more out of like games we've already played. Like, Shining Force had more emotion in their their sprites than this did, and that was a, a Sega Genesis game. So, I mean, I feel like they could have stepped it up in that regard. Like, they reused a lot of visuals, and, like a lot of tiles, a lot of a lot of models for enemies. There's a lot of recolors. And I understand there's a limited amount of space, but as we see in that generation in tiles before it and after it, there's room for more than what they did, to be fair. So, um, again, they were fitting. Like, it didn't take me out of the game. Like, it didn't make me go, Ugh, I have to play something that looks like this. But it, it could have been better for what they were working with. Anybody agree, Disagree? I feel like I've been the only one talking this episode. No,
1: no I mean, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, it's I, I mean, for, a, for their second game and their first RPG, it's not too bad. But, yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from.
0: I mean, I feel, I don't feel like we should give them a break on their visuals just because it's their second game. Like, you still have to deliver a solid product, regardless if it's your first game, second game, or 100th game. I mean, obviously, you don't have the same resources to put towards it, but you can you can still do something more. Like the sp- like, you could see the black lines around the, the like you. Could, there was terrible clipping on sprites in some of those animations. Like I could see white boxes around the black outline of the sprite from time to time. It's like, come on, guys, that's pretty. It's pretty bad.
1: It might be something to do with the version I was playing, but I actually didn't see any of that. Well, you were also playing on a four and a half inch piece.
0: PS- uh, uh PSP screen like I'm playing on a much larger screen so now we get to talk about I know it's my favorite part of the game
1: I don't know about you guys but the music holy crap music was awesome
0: oh god the music was so good like I want these people just to make CDs for me to buy like I want to go to the store and buy a CD so I can have it and look nice because it was good it's probably not my favorite game music I've ever listened to but it was really good like the the western style was fantastic like uh i did have one problem with the music is they reused like three or four tracks a lot like they they gave zed special music they gave a few things special music when you go when you play as hand pan, uh the the rodent he has special music you could have given me a couple like you, he didn't you didn't need special music when you're playing as the rodent like but give me some of these cooler dungeons unique dungeon music not the same dungeon music as everywhere else I mean, it was good. Could have used a smidge more variety. That's the only. That's the only. That's the only thing I would with Akamon is I just a smidge more variety, and it would have been perfect. I would have gotten a five from me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really mind that too much because they were just they were good. Nick, did we lose Nick?
2: No, oh. Nick's still here. Oh. Nick's just listening to you all talk.
0: Oh, okay, well, tell you need it's your turn to gush about the visuals and music.
2: Well, what I mean. I don't know how I can make my love for this game anymore. I guess, grating or annoying. Like, um, I am very much a person that can forgive flaws. At if it's like if I'm enjoying the product, okay. so like there is nothing about me playing this game like any any time of like the twenty plus times I've played through this game. Like nothing has made me like stop in the middle of it and been like. All right, I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm gonna take a break for a while. Or like, like it, it, I've only ever stopped playing because of outside reasons, type of things. Like the visuals have always looked okay to me. Like I understand. Like the I will I will definitely agree that the in battle animations and stuff. Like it's I found it odd that the main characters are animated so odd looking. Like they're so like they're chibi. But then like you've got like monsters that you maybe only see once or twice, and then you, like. They have way more depth and variety. It's like just their animation than the main characters do, which I always thought was kind of like a weird thing. Like, like okay, so you've got like the three characters and then like this chibi things, but then like you've got a bunch of different monsters and they all have like different designs that look interesting, at least to me, like especially the monster or the boss designs.
0: The boss that's is okay, good. but the, uh, there was a lot of recolors on monsters. I can think of maybe two or three that I didn't see more than once well, with, a, with a recolor.
2: it's the recolors aside, I meant just like the general design. Like, cause and most the, of
0: them only had one animation.
2: Well, the characters look just like cylinders, and the other things that show up on the screen have form. Okay. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Because... It's like you've got the three-cylinder-looking characters, and then, like, at least the other things you have to... Like, the things you're fighting against have some kind of geometry going on most of the time. Sure. Except for, like, the balloons, which are, like, giant circles and shit. Sure. Um, and then the music. There's not a day, like, or I guess weeks or months after I play this game that I don't have, like, most all of the songs just randomly popping in my head when I'm going about my day. Like, I have... Like um, I've got the soundtrack for this game and the, all the other ones in the series but like Zed's music always gets stuck in my head just the town theme, the overall theme gets stuck in my head, the ba- battle themes boss themes, it all it's just really, really, really good Okay. and I don't know like the sound effects I guess were used properly, like you don't get many except games for that every have,
0: like... enemy sounds like a cat
2: okay, enemy aside Rad. like you got footstep sounds like when you're running and shit there's like wind blowing and stuff sometimes it's good stuff
0: Uh, we're rating just the music like if we were to give them a score on sound effects like that would be like a D their sound effects were not in any way like and a lot of the in combat sound effects were annoying like any of Jack's uh, force abilities were the most grating sound ever that wink fucking noise was ridiculous that's the sound a computer makes when it crashes
1: I didn't really mind it too much
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah, Brent, you're the one who's getting butt hurt about nothing.
0: All right. Well, okay. I'm just saying every enemy sounds like a goddamn cat. And then the other one, the growl, I realized it's the same sound effect, just slowed down and the pitch dropped like six times. It's the same exact effect. It just goes, It's the same fucking thing. I was like, really, guys? Fire. Okay.
1: Yeah, the the cat's meow thing was, was great. Like, I burst out laughing when I first heard that. Yeah,
0: you hit a goblin, it's like, Meow. I'm like, wow, okay, awesome. All right, it's time to score it up, guys. Uh, I will start. For gameplay, I am giving it a three. It is average RPG fare with some extras. Uh, Like I said, the combination of puzzles and random encounters kind of made the point of the puzzles kind of moot on the overall score for me, but I gave it a three. Uh, Nick, gameplay. Five. Of course. Glenn, gameplay. Three. I agree
1: with you on all points. Awesome.
0: Story. I gave it a four because it was interesting it kept pulling me forward. it was it did it feel empty at points and a little maybe not too linear. I do like linear storytelling, but like I said, those dungeons were kind they felt kind of empty in like empty calories Nick, story five why five like are you giving it scores based on nostalgia is the nostalgia alone no, I mean so five it's it is the perfect story of all time. There is no story that could be better,
2: okay, no. Mm-hmm. There's definitely better stories and there's better there's been worse stories, but, um, for a I guess just for the way the, the way it played out, I guess I enjoyed it way more immensely than the stories of the last games we played, especially, um, and most RPG stories I've played since, like it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the better ones that I've played through and enjoyed.
1: Okay, all right,
0: Glenn, story,
1: three point five, um. I mean, it is a very enjoyable enjoyable one, but it it's just like trope. It, it's going down a checklist at times. You'll okay. act like tropes are negative. They're not negative, but oh, they're they're, un- they're unoriginal. Useful. It's just you know, it was like a checklist almost.
0: Yeah, and we're not saying that they're bad because we're not giving it a below average score. We're, it's just not perfect because it's it's missing originality and depth. And a five would be perfect.
2: Okay, I, maybe I just think about things differently than y'all and most people but how is not like never mind just i'm done because i'm good
0: i understand we understand you're giving ratings based on overall experience but you're giving overall experience in five different categories it's just instead of just the, the the overall experience for overall experience like i'm separating out each element of the game and giving a rating based on that because if you took my average like we'll see when we get into my overall my overall is actually higher than what the average of the other four scores would be because as an overall piece, it is above average. But storytelling is slightly above average. The gameplay is just average. And when we get to, like visuals, like you're going to do now, it's below average. So I gave it a 2.5 because 3 would be average. It's slightly below average. It's not horrendous. So what is your score on visuals, Nick?
2: You already know what my score on visuals is. Is it 5? It is 5.
0: Even though, like, it's kind of cheesy and bad?
2: Cheesy and bad.
0: I mean, you said yourself the characters are like cylinders. And they uh they lack animation. You can visually see like parts where they they clip the spite the sprites uh poorly. Like I mean if you want to, if it's 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 all subjective, so five is fine. I just I'm asking you to defend the five.
2: Um well, I love sprites. Like okay. I would rather play games that have sprites in them over three D games even nowadays. Like if I'm playing an RPG and somebody's like, Oh, it's a Sprite based game, blah blah I'm like fuck yeah. Let's play. So, it.
0: And that's fine. But
2: And so the in battle stuff, which um it's like I know it's, it's kinda like odd three D, crummy three D or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I feel like it suits it suits the game. So But does it,
0: does it suit the game? It doesn't it doesn't take you out of the already the other visual aesthetics of the game because the the battle system visuals do not feel in line with the Western-style visuals of the sprites. Like, they they don't cross over at all.
2: Um, okay. The What do you mean like by the Western-style visuals? You mean the thematics?
0: Yeah, like, the thematics of the game, when you are playing as a sprite, as a sprite in this world, feel very much a certain way. But that transition into that 3D battle, and them not having effective enough visuals in the battle, it's a jarring transition. Like, they're not... They 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 don't feel like they mesh well. Like it, um,
2: I guess maybe to you, but I it's it's never bothered me.
0: Just because like, all right, this is this is my point here. Like just because it bond doesn't bother you, like does that mean it's perfect? Because a five is perfect. It's a five out of five. Like that's saying like a, like a, a a diver dives off the the high board. They don't die. So five, right? Like that's what you're saying.
2: Not even no.
0: The house is different because you're like ah eh, it did, they did whatever they made it in the water they didn't like get everybody wet i mean their form was a little fucked but whatever it's five i'm laughing so hard a lot like i i'm just trying to get the reason why these are perfect scores from you cuz like this is this is twice you've given things like really high scores after admitting faults in the sco- in the in the thing like eh. like you can't give everything fives just cause i haven't you given, given
2: everything fives
0: you gave yees a lot of fives i really like ye's. And you gave pretty sure you gave a lot some fives to Shining Force too. Let's see.
2: Let's look it up.
0: Let's look it up. Yeah. Right. A lot of force. I see some force. Alright, that's fine. You don't give it fives. I'm just saying, like you're I, I gave
2: I gave East one five because I liked the way the game looked. Okay?
0: Alright. Didn't you give then, it a five on sound? Alright, music oh yeah, because no, it was a It's
2: aesthetic. We used aesthetic. So yes, music and sound. Alright. And then for Shining Force, you there was gave no fives.
0: Was four three four
2: yes it's fine
0: all right it's fine i'm just trying to i'm, I'm just trying to understand your system here that's all i want to know you want
2: to do you want to understand my system
0: i want to understand your system there is
2: no standard to my system
0: i understand that's exactly what i'm getting at. no standard it's fine i'm
2: the wild card in this group all right
0: you are the yeah except most often the wild card isn't the one isn't the judge at the end of the table that just like gives every everyone the, the 10 like that's typically not the wild card
2: it's totally wild card. Because y'all are actually reviewing You're and just you're I'm, just I'm like, playing uh, at reviewing, alright?
0: I'm play this. I am playing it. I'm playing it strictly to play because I wanted to play it.
2: No no no. I said y'all are reviewing and I'm playing at reviewing.
0: Oh I see. I see. I got it. I got it. You can't take anything seriously, is that what's up?
2: I'm taking this super seriously.
0: Okay. Alright. It's fine. Five. five. Five visuals on fives.
2: Damn five. straight visuals on fives.
0: Oh. We did uh
1: yep, Glenn visuals. Three Average. Mostly because, like, I agree with you. the The 3D part was not the greatest, but I don't know. Again, maybe it was the PSP screen, but the sprite looked awesome. I really did like it. All right, cool. Music time, and I it only got it gets a
0: ding for me. It does not get a perfect five because they could have had a bit more variety overall. Like they they had all these special tracks tucked away in corners instead of spreading them out and giving changing. The music up a little more. I think that's the only reason it's losing that half a point. Nick's a five. Glenn, what did you give it for music? Hey, wait. I <laughs> don't know it's a, it a five. What's that? What's that, Nick?
2: How do you know it's a five? Because you've given everything else a five. Well, yeah, but the music's great. Of course it's a five.
0: Okay, then. Glenn, music. I'm actually giving it a five because I really like all of the music. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. My overall score, overall experience of this game is above average. I will definitely play it again. So I gave it a four. Nick's a five. Glenn, what'd you give it for overall? Wow,
2: you're just not like well fuck Nick's opinion.
0: <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> right? No, I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get you all pissed off when I do it, so that's what I do. Or eat a dick. Maybe later. Well, all right, come on. What's your overall score, Nick? What do you got?
2: It's a five. It's a five. I could not recommend this game enough to everybody who plays video games.
0: What else? I mean, it's a, that's a that's a high praise, man. Like who who all should play this game?
2: If you have like if you have two hands, and all five of your fingers, or hell, if you have one hand, because you don't need to b- both hands for this game. Oh, actually, maybe do for the puzzles and shit. Okay, if you have two hands, m- most of your fingers, then you should play this game.
0: So, if you are a... Okay, I, I'll allow this.
2: If you're a human being who has the capability to play a video game, and you will enjoy playing said video game as because you're playing a video game, then yes.
1: Alright, Glenn, Glenn overall. Uh, I'm giving it a 4.5. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. It's got some flaws, but, you know, overall, very, very good. All right. All
0: right. Awesome, Penis Nick. Thank you for putting penises in the show notes. God damn it. All right. I'm going to have to make these. You guys can't fucking edit the show notes when I'm fucking talking.
2: All right. Well, just don't talk about the show notes.
0: Well, I'm trying to make sure I stay on track. All right. All right.
2: We're literally, there's nothing else to go at. Nick. There was Choose Next Game, Penis.
0: Nick, give us some, what are some of the, like, give us a, what you think are the most important side quests and missions to pay attention to not only while you're playing the game and during the game, like what are some of the big missables and side quests that you recommend somebody do before heading into the final dungeon or getting to a point of no return, even though there's technically not one, but we'll pretend like there is. Um,
2: well, I mean, n- you don't really need anything to beat the game.
0: Fine. What do you recommend they do?
2: Uh I recommend you do everything you can.
0: Okay. What are some of those oh. things that are what are the some of the big things that are easy to miss and stuff like that?
2: Uh well fighting Monster Zed, like you did is easy to miss.
0: Okay, how do you fight Monster Zed?
2: Um it's uh he's the one where you have to go back to the town and talk to the blind girl.
0: Okay, what town do they go back to?
2: Hold on, I can't remember the triggers, let me look it up real quick. Um What the hell is he at? Okay. Alright, in order to fight monster zed you have to visit saint centaur which is the town we were messing up the name terribly at um and you have to talk to the blind girl a lot eventually she'll tell you that somebody else else has been taking care of her um and then if you go back near the end of the game um and try to leave zed will come and reveal that he's been the guy who's been taking care of the blind girl um so he thinks like he's afraid that you're going to tell the girl Uh, what his identity is that he's a demon and so he tries to kill you so he doesn't you don't ruin that relationship he's created um so he turns into his monster form um and unfortunately you do not get to hear his music anymore like his unique music it's just the generic um monster and boss music um and your reward for killing him is jack's second best most powerful weapon um which has a huge flaw in that it brings your luck down to worst so it's a really... It's a good weapon. He just probably won't be critting and shit mm-hmm. uh, very often.
0: Okay. So um, speaking of Jack's second worst weapon, how do we get Jack's best weapon?
2: The Juggernaut is going to be from fighting Angle Moa at the arena.
0: Okay. What do you need to fight Angle Moa?
2: Um, you're going to need um, Rudy's Power Glove. Okay. You have to use the Power Glove um, behind the, the Duke Spectator area. There's a mirror. you got to punch it with the Power Glove. And it will reveal the path to Angle Um, But you need five duplicators to get to him.
0: Yeah, you need five duplicators. He's a tough one. So be, I would say be a smidge, like, either mid to high 30s, low 40s for that one. Because he has one ability that he likes to use a lot, like seven moons, something that does over 3,000 damage to every party member. So just be ready on that one. He's yeah, he's kind of hard. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, Then we have the arena that we unlock after we unlock the Outer Sea. Uh, any notable rewards in that? Yes. What are a couple of those?
2: Um, there's... Hold on. Um, there's the full Libra.
0: Uh-huh. What does that do?
2: Give me a second. All right. It is an accessory that makes you immune to status changes.
0: All right. So it's like a ribbon. Yes. Got it. All right. Uh, there are a few other... Optional bosses, one of which is Leviathan. How does somebody get to fight Leviathan?
2: Um, you've got to use, or you have to find her after you get the sweet candy rebuilt. Um, she can be found in a dark patch of water southeast of Adelheid in the Inner Sea. Um, and when you kill it, you get um, Cecilia's best armor, the Pretaport Port.
0: How do you uh, rebuild the sweet candy?
2: um you have to rebuild abahide um and he's you have to talk to drake who's going to be in one of the new houses that are built on the eastern side of town
0: okay so this is one of the biggest parts i missed right after you regain access to the burnt down ally i don't remember what the trigger is but they form a rebuilding commission and every time you go there after a trigger and most of these um time-based events like the one for monsters ed with the blind girl like you progress via storyline trigger so a major event happens and the next thing in the next thing and the next thing every time a major event happens the one in adelaide is every time you go they want a larger and larger donation from you to help rebuild adelaide and essentially you unlock new houses and eventually you unlock this drake fella to rebuild the Sweet candy in one of those buildings. So you have to be on top of your donations at Adelaide in order to fight this boss. There's a few other options. You got Barbados, uh, or Barbados, I don't remember exactly what it's spelled. But uh, you got a few of them around, but none of them are really important. That Moa, you've got Leviathan, you've got the the arena. Now, at the final dungeon, uh, at the entrance, you will fight Boomerang and Lucid one last time after you defeat them there. And go, uh, you enter the dungeon, exit back out, and you will find Boomerang's broken sword. And you go from there straight to that ancient arena and go to participate in the arena, and you will fight a rebirth, uh, Boomerang that he has bound Lucid's essence into his, a sword. Uh, it's called the Heavenly Blade, I believe. And that is Rudy's Divine best... Divine Blade. Divine Blade. And that is Rudy's best weapon. So that's where you You must
2: also, it. before this happens, have beaten all four rounds in the Arena Yes,
0: you, you have to have completed the Arena once, yes. Uh,
2: and then, well, I guess we'll just go to the most... The final, final secret boss. What which is... Which you going to do. Yes, yes. Agu Ragula.
0: And that is in the Abyss, correct? Yes. How does one get to the Abyss?
2: Um uh get to the abyss. I think that's the one where you have to go to uh Elu transporter and keep punching it um with Rudy's punching glove. And eventually um you you'll step in the transporter and if you did it right, like uh the satellite thing, instead of directing you like in a like in a direction you're used to seeing it direct you in, it'll like malfunction and fire you off in another direction and you'll just get teleported to the abyss.
0: Okay, and that place is full of, like, pissed-off monsters and shit, and this, this special guy that drops something awesome. What does he drop?
2: He drops the sheriff Star. It's fitting, because it's a Western.
0: Yeah, I got it. I liked it. I thought it was clever when I saw the name of it. And it's this, a... this thing basically gives you the status bonuses of almost every other accessory in the game, right?
2: Um, yeah, it gives you, like, a hundred... Points in every stat. Um, it makes you completely immune to all status changes. It absorbs all elemental attacks as HP. It regenerates HP every turn. You build force like twice as fast. Sometimes you double the gold you receive after battles, um, and all kinds of fun stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it makes you basically makes you the juggernaut. And once you have an item like that, you might say, "Man, I really wish I could have more than one of those." And that brings us to the duplication pl- duplication cheat and. This thing is so easy to use, it's insane. Glenn, why don't you tell the fine folks how they can dupe any item to 255 versions? I never actually used it. Um, He's
2: not a cheater.
0: He's not a cheater. All right, so I'll—I guess I'll tell it. All right, fine. I was trying to get Glenn to do a little something, but never mind.
2: I'm sorry. Well, I could—I could copy paste it. And no, it's
0: fine. It's fine. I'm just giving him a hard time because he hasn't had a lot to say about this one. All right, Nick, what you got?
2: Uh, it's very, very simple. Um, uh, there's actually two ways you can go about doing this. Okay. Uh, the first way is the way most people will do it because it's way easier to do and it's not something you have to like keep track of what you've been doing on. Uh, but you have to make sure you only have one of the item that you want to max out. Um, Any more kind of screws up the process. Um, so what you do is you go into the battle. Um, one of the easier ones at the beginning of the game, like right side of Adelhai, is probably your best bet. That way you're not dealing with a bunch of like strong monsters or nothing. Um, you just have Rudy use a Heelberry, have Jack use one too, and then have Cecilia select the Heelberry and switch with the item you want duplicated. And then exit the item screen and have her defend. And then once that turn is over, you can complete the battle as you want, as you please, because you'll have max items.
0: Okay. Uh, two things about that. She doesn't have to defend. She can do any action.
2: Oh, well, yeah. But and it's always... I always
0: have to defend. It's best to defend. And if you do this at any higher levels, choose, like, an enemy that's... The point is, if the round ends before the dupe completes, it'll it'll be a problem. So you want to make sure you can't just... You're not just going to wreck everybody with counterattacks before the round is over. Okay
2: and the second way to do it is to dupe multiple items at one time in a single battle the way to do that is there is a um i guess i'm um, i guess it's a problem glitch i don't really know but there's a feature of the item menu um where if you do reorder um wherever the last like wherever an item was in a slot that it gets emptied out it keeps the item id in that slot so let's say you have like Ten items in your inventory, and it's taken up um, five lines because there's two on each um, column. Um, And you take an item and you put it on the sixth line um, so that there's just the one. Then you reorder, and it gets put back into the first slot. However, the item ID is still tagged to that slot in the sixth line. um, So you can actually take the same item and put it into the slot next to it and then reorder again. And then you'll have two um, item IDs left on on that row 6. And then if you just keep going down um, and reordering, it keeps attaching item IDs to those slots, even if there's nothing there. So all you do when you go into battle is you just switch the heal berries with those empty slots instead of actually having an item there. Um, and what it'll do is it'll have the same effect.
0: You got it. So dupe those Sheriff stars and be ultimate badasses. Or don't. There's... Um, so now that we've covered the way to break the game, we need to pick what game we're playing next. And we decided last time that we were going to have this be Nick's going to come to the table with a game, Glenn's going to come to the table with a game. Nobody emailed in, so there's no uh, listener entry. And you guys need to convince me what I'm picking for us to play
1: next. So uh, who wants to go first? Glenn, you go first.
0: Glenn, you go first.
1: All right. We are going to play Arcanum of Steamwork and Magic Obscura. Um, It's an older-ish, like, 99, 2000 Western RPG. It's in a steampunk world that has magic. It's like early Victorian era, so, like, you can play as an orc with a top hat and a machine gun, or an elf who uses pistols and casts magic. But what's very interesting is the way it handles technology and magic. They work on, like, a pendulum-type system, so the more magical you get, the harder it is to start using technology and Vice versa, the more technology you use, the harder it is to use magic. And the justification for this is that technology uses the way the world works, whereas magic specifically doesn't. So, you know, you might be able to create a lightning staff through technology that shoots lightning. You can do the same thing with magic, but they don't work on the same principle. And it makes it very interesting because you might have an instance where, let's say you create a scientist character walking around with a giant elephant gun and a giant and a mage tries to cast like disintegrate on you, and it just doesn't affect you because you are literally solidifying reality around you. On the same thing, you know, you can have a mage and they can't board the trains because if they boarded the trains, the trains would stop working because they're breaking the technology around them. It handles it very well. It's also the only game I have ever found that has a justified main villain who wants to kill everyone, he has an actual justifiable reason for it.
0: Okay. All right, so that's our Western open-ended PC game option. Nick, what do you have?
2: This is awkward. Um, cause I was gonna su- suggest Shadowrun from the, <laughs> the SNES one.
0: Okay, all right.
2: Um, so I mean, they're they're similar games. They're both like um like uh they have magical influences and tech influences pretty much. Um, and they're both like isometric kind of deals. Okay. Um, I guess the only difference is. Uh, that Shadowrun's based off the Shadowrun role-playing game property. Okay. Um, and the SNES one is like based on an actual character like named Jake or whatever. Um, like I remember renting this game once when I was like five or six from like not even Blockbuster but like some freaking mom and pop game store, and like you wake up in like
1: uh like morgue? on a
2: in you know, a morgue or whatever, right? And then like you're like, what the hell's going on? And, like, as a kid, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But, apparently, you can, like, you can hire, like, uh, like allies that are only temporary with, like, karma or something. Okay. Um, and, like, when they die, they leave your party or something. So, um,
0: so both of these are, are games that you are not entirely familiar with, Nick?
2: Yeah. Like I, have, I haven't played Shadowrun in forever. I don't think I even got very far. And I've never played Arcana. Okay.
0: okay. Now, here's the question. Glenn, I'm going to need you to convince me to play a 40-something hour game versus a 20-something hour game.
1: You mean like Arcanum versus
0: Shadowrun? Yeah, Shadowrun I'm looking at it's going to be about a 25-hour game. Arcanum, 40 to 50 hours.
1: Keep in mind that's really only if you're doing the extra content. Like, if you know where you're going like through walkthrough, you can complete the game in 10 hours. It, you can make it very short. Hmm. You're going to miss a lot of stuff. But you can go pretty quick. Um, I'm seeing, seeing average main story is 31 hours. Really? I've, I've, got, a, I've got a beat time in 10 hours. It, it's not as long as they sometimes make it out. You just have to know what you're doing, and you have to use certain builds for it. Because um, that's one thing that's going to be a difference with this game, is how you build your character is going to affect how well you can do stuff. Like You can make a pacifist character who does nothing but sweet talk everyone and uses party members for all combat. All right, now, it is, it,
0: is it a very clear-defined main story, or is it really open like Baldur's Gate is?
1: It's going to be more open along the lines of Baldur's Gate.
0: All right, and how about yours, Nick? Is it, is it a clear-defined story, or is it real open?
1: Uh, pretty sure it's a clear-defined story. Okay. like it's, pretty it, open here. it's a branching story. Is it? You, you, you can take several different paths to get to the same place. Well, then that's linear to me.
0: Yeah, no, if, if, if it's if, if it's very easy to tell what the story is, is my question. Like, Baldur's Gate has an overarching story, but you can play the entire game without really understanding what the story is.
1: You can do the same with Arcana.
0: Okay. Uh, it's hard.
1: Well... Oh, somebody speed ran Shadowrun in three hours.
0: Yeah, no, I saw that. What the hell? It would be nice to have a PC game to play.
1: Do you want orcs with top hats and machine guns, or do you want cybernetic mages with heavy pistols
0: both of them sound awesome <laughs> i know man it's episode... i think it's
2: a, it's kind of weird how we're both kind of on the same page
0: episode seven the steampunk edition uh you know what i'm gonna go with arcanum since it's obvious that glenn really really wants to play that game so uh we will play arcanum so man i gotta get started on that 31 it's hours all... fucking stuff. Buying it for me what's that
2: when you not buying it for me
0: how much is it on steam uh, it's not on Steam. It's on GOG. Oh wow! I haven't bought anything on GOG in a long time. If, if This shit was on sale the
2: other day. i would be so mad.
0: Let's see. here. Let's see, see, see. Oh, it's six bucks. Whatever. All right, I'm down. Wow, it looks like Diablo One.
1: It's, it's an older game.
0: Yeah, I know. I got it. I like. I don't have a problem with older sprite work. I get. I get kind of funky when it's older isometric stuff because it's hard for me to look at for extended periods of time.
1: If you've played the original Fallout,
0: like Fallout 1, Fallout
1: 2, it's by the same general team. So yeah, it, I play a lot
0: of those either. But anyway, that's that's our next game, and we will play that. Do we have anything else to say to the fine folks at home? Why don't you love bye. us? <laughs> All right, say bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. bye. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The RPG Show. If you'd like to participate in the discussion, send us an email at podcast at therpgshow.com you can also visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com want to get shouted out on the show leave us a rating and review on itunes each one counts and we love you for it and for myself nick and glenn hope to see you next time